Bigweed here. Today we review an Oktoberfest and discuss Hawaii. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Pigweed. So, what's on your mind? Well, I, I was visiting Captain Crow Hill and there was this saying that I had shared with the kids, and surprisingly, that saying showed up on the wall in her kitchen. Okay. And it's something I think that, that Jordan Peterson would really like. Okay. The, say, the saying is, everybody wants to save the world, but nobody wants to do the dishes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's just yes. a great thing. You know, people have these grand plans, but they don't want to do anything practical and uh, actually yeah. significant for anybody in the real world, you know. That's pretty yeah, and the visit was uh, in Hawaii. Oh, so, well, uh, there's a bonus for you. <laughs> that's right, there's a bonus. So, what what is this What is this uh, somewhat amberish liquid I have here? Yeah, so, well, I don't think it's a beer. I think it is a uh, malt beverage. A malt beverage, yes. That contains less than 0.5% alcohol, and uh, we're going to see what a non-alcoholic Oktoberfest tastes like from... Partake. I don't, oh, I, I don't know where are these where are these people from. I know they do a lot of they do a lot of no alcohol a lot beers, of no alcoholic beers and they're they're pretty good so they far. are they are pretty good and they also somehow they get the calories way down on theirs. I mean their their partake pale ale is like ten calories. I don't, I, I don't I don't understand how they do that, that. because no. other non alcoholic beers are 70, 80, 90, and there this one is thirty. Thirty. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't understand that. I think they're using a different definition of the word calorie. Okay, well, I, this is my experience so far. Or the way I look at this non-alcoholic beer challenge mm -hmm. is making a hoppy beer isn't that hard. Yes. Right? you got to yes. put a lot of hops in there and, you know, just very little malt. The malt creates the sugar, which creates the alcohol. Yeah. You don't put a lot of that in there. There's not a lot of alcohol to get rid of. Right. Where if you want to make a multi beer you got to put a lot of malts in. Now you've got a bunch of alcohol that you have to get rid of. Yes. And so you're, um, so far, I'm seeing a lot more hoppy beers. Yes. So let's, let me see. I'm trying to find something with some malts in it. The one dark beer that we had had a lot of coffee flavors yeah. mm -hmm. to it. So it was a, mm -hmm. it was a black ale, mm -hmm. but not really malty as much as it was kind of charred and, you know, it was good. A break from the hoppy beers. But this is supposed to be just. There was a there was a brown ale I saw up at our our, our local place, right. and uh, I'll have to bring that one by yes. next week because it was very malty. But um, you're right. I think it's if you're going to make a non-alcoholic beer, you're probably better off aiming for the hoppy side of this. Yes. Yeah. And this, yeah, you know, it's just not it's not bringing the maltiness that mm -hmm. you, that an Oktoberfest is known no, for. No, it's not. So. Well, it's, still, it's still perfectly fine to drink, but it's it, not. It is. It it's is not. Fine. Br it's not bringing that that multi flavor. That um, caramel. Yeah, notes of caramel and all that. Yeah, it's not really bringing that. It's still perfectly drinkable. Yeah. Um, but I'm not rating it high as an Oktoberfest. Uh, I'm not. And if I'm going to get a beery tasting beer, I think I'm so far. I'm going with the hoppy ones. Yeah. The, the IPAs have probably been the most satisfying. Yeah, I'm sure, this is perfectly fine. I'll drink the rest of those. And someday this will all be over and I'll get to drink a real beer. But <laughs> it's happening. All right. So Hawaii. Now, we've both been there. 
Yes, yes, about 30 years apart. So, <laughs> we'll have to say, we'll have to see how they go. So, why, why, why? Was it beautiful or still beautiful? Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> right? Absolutely amazing. And, just beautiful yeah, place. Right. You just turn around, you go, it's almost this feeling like uh, you're at a Disney theme park and they've set this up for your <laughs> right. personal, for your enjoyment. Yeah. And then you're like, it's really it's like this all the time even when i'm not here yeah, it's sort of like a disney theme park until the chickens walk by <laughs> yeah <laughs> there, are, there are chickens everywhere on the island is we were on oahu right and i don't this is just, just so weird that it, is weird no, apparently there that. are no natural predators for the chickens. no <laughs> right. foxes or anything like <laughs> yeah. that so chickens run wild all over the island that's nuts so where's that out in front of the church you, oh everywhere you absolutely everywhere you're sitting there. You're sitting there at a bar, drinking a beer, and a chicken walks by. So it's not that it's not that they're out from some coop to the day that they'll return to. They just no, live in the they wild. Just live in the wild. Well, every, not the wild. Everywhere. Yes. In town. Every, every, in town. Every every single place. There's chickens. Well, I'm just seems like you could be easy eating if you didn't. Exactly. Mean, yeah, right. That's just right. go out. To, Dinner time. That's actually easier than going down to the to the sea and fishing. You hey, just, Junior, go grab one of those. Just bring his neck and bring him back <laughs> so, in. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Now, I also saw my first mongoose. Oh, never seen a mongoose before. Apparently, so when the when the Polynesians first came to Hawaii, they brought dogs, chickens, pigs, right. and rats. Right. Apparently, unintentionally, they brought the rats. I don't know why they would do it intentionally, <laughs> but there there's a rat problem on the island. So they brought in mongooses. Apparently you can say mongoose or mongooses. Okay. I, I think I like mongooses better. They, you, they brought in mongooses to take care of the rats, but it didn't work. Because rats are most active at nighttime. <laughs> mongooses are most active in the daytime. Right. And they just kind of never ran into one another enough for the mongooses to take care of. So now they've got a mongoose problem and a rat problem. Uh, right. And uh, you don't want to bring in snakes to take care of the <laughs> rats, which would probably be killed by the mongooses. Or you either have just be killed straight away by the, by the mongooses, or then you have a snake problem on top of your yeah, own. Yeah, it's it, trying to monkey with a complicated system uh, yeah. is is difficult. Yeah, and they have they have a feral pig problem, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. There's there's pigs around, and so that it is difficult because they don't want. Yeah, they've got ships and things coming in. They don't want to bring in other plants or other birds yeah. or other insects. It's a, you don't want to mess with the ecosystem, so right. you, you try to protect that. But anyway, the, you know, your comment about it being beautiful, it hardly rained the whole time we were there, which was fantastic. It did yeah. rain at night. But did you still did you see did you still get rainbows? Did you get a rainbow? We did. There were right, a couple so it times would, it, where right, it would rainbow in the uh, rain in the mountains, but yeah. not on the shore where and you are. See the rain. There the it rainbow. is, right there. There's raining and there's rainbows and then the Hawaii and there's. And when it did rain, it only lasted a couple of minutes. <laughs> okay. And then it'd be gone, and nobody. So I asked Captain Crowhill if I should bring a raincoat, and she said nobody in Hawaii wears a raincoat. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> you, you know, you wouldn't look. Rains and you get wet, and so what. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it dries. It's sunny, and you dry off in a couple of minutes, and it's just not a problem. But absolutely beautiful. Uh, lots of palm trees, lots of flowers, lots of flowering plants of all descriptions everywhere, and interesting birds. I have an app that you can record a bird, and it'll tell you what the bird is. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. You wake up in the morning, and you hear these weird birds, and you you turn it on, and um, it tells you what what it is that's right. out there making all that noise. So when you're in, in you're in uh, 
Honolulu? We were in Honolulu part of the time. We were staying in a town a little ways from Honolulu. Okay. Uh, but we went down to Honolulu, went to Waikiki, okay. went to North Shore, went to the West Side. So in Honolulu, down there, you know, during during the work day, mm -hmm. did uh, did you notice business attire? Oh, I tried to look. I tried hard to oh. look at the business attire. We were never uh, really in Honolulu during okay. during business hours, but I, I did I did go by some areas where there were people working, and generally speaking, it was. Like khaki pants and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> apparently nobody wears a tie on the entire island. Right. right. That just that just shows that you're in town for a meeting. Yes. Yeah, from yeah. California. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's yes. You don't want to do that. So, I, I bought a couple Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. That was one of my goals while I was out there, and found a couple good ones at the ABC store in downtown Waikiki. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was interesting. And there were ABC stores everywhere. Right. And Waikiki was very nice. The beaches were very nice. They had areas that were blocked off. Like they had these seawalls out there uh -huh. to make it kind of uh, more calm when behind the seawall so kids could play and that kind of stuff. Most of the surfing is not done, like if you go to Cocoa Beach or something like that, the surfing is done close to the shore. A lot of surfing in Hawaii is done away from the shore. Things ah. breaking out on reefs and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. So and I actually did some surfing, and this was only maybe the third time in my life I've tried surfing, and the first time in my life I actually got up on the board. Oh, you got up on the <laughs> Got up on the board and did some actual surfing. So <laughs> okay. that was that well, was a lot of fun. Out. Apparently, the sur the secret to surfing is to have a really big board. It makes it a whole uh, lot easier. Uh, to the learning for yeah, for when you're first learning. Uh, yeah, when you get good, you get a smaller board so you can okay. maneuver and stuff. But when you're first, yeah, learning, you're just trying to stay alive. Yeah, you know, just, all, just all trying time. to stay up on the other thing I learned is very important: is if you're trying to catch a wave and you don't, and the thing starts to tumble you, let go of the stupid board. Because <laughs> 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 if you try to hold on, it like rips your arm out of your socket. It's, it's <laughs> pretty gonna, uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, but you got attached to your leg. Oh yeah, yeah, you got a, you got a, a rope connected to your leg. So there were a lot of things about Hawaii that surprised me. One of them was there were not very many shorebirds. Like uh -huh. when I go to the beach, I expect to see what everybody calls uh, seagulls, which are not seagulls. There's no such thing as a seagull. They're, they're herring gulls. Um, you expect to see gulls. You expect to see pelicans. You expect to see the little shorebirds that run along the beach and eat the little crabs. And the, right. That's none of that. The, the birds that were on the beach were chickens and pigeons. <laughs> okay. And there were a couple of seabirds that, that were native to Hawaii, but apparently they stay out at sea. Yeah. They, they're not along the beach, which is surprising. The other thing that I did not see much of along the beach was seashells. Oh. The, the dip, that, beaches, yeah. yeah, the beaches were all very different. Some of them had powdery sand, some of them had rough sand. But I think the whole time... Uh, Mrs. Crowhill likes to collect shells, mm -hmm. so she's always walking along the beach looking for shells. I think we found two, <laughs> okay. and, and they were tiny. Huh. Yeah, so that's apparently there are shells, but they're way out in the reefs. They're not on the shore. So now, now you went thirty years ago, right? But you went. I, I just went to visit Captain Crowhill. Why yeah. did you go? Well, because I had an invitation to go. My brother okay. was living there, right. and I was. I had just finished a semester of school and. Uh, it, this was this was an early '90s recession, right. and uh, you know I couldn't find a decent job, and I'm like, I'm just going to get any kind of a job. 
He says, well, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna get a job in your field, and you're just gonna get any kind of job, you can get any job here. Right. That's a very good idea. <laughs> yes. And and being so being pre-internet and mm-hmm. pre-nervousness. Yeah. I just went to, I bought a newspaper and I went to the, the classified ads and found a, a one-way ticket, the second half of somebody else's ticket. Okay. They yeah. flew back. They didn't use the second half. Yeah. And they were willing to sell it. So I, I flew as Paul Goldcorn. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, as, I, as, the, as they're getting onto the plane, I was late and they actually called my name over the, the <laughs> we're about to pull out uh, Paul Goldcorn. If you're here, you know, you better get to the game. That's hilarious. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, no checked IDs or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Metal detectors world, or anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, just did that. So, yeah. And I uh, got a job. And my brother, had, he, had a, he had a Sportster, a Harley Sportster. Yeah. But he wanted a bigger bike to take his briefcase. And, you know, it's just his working commute. Yeah. Like, was a, going to sell the first one until he knew I was coming out. He mm-hmm. said, oh, well, I guess I won't sell it. still have it today. Uh, so, yeah, so I got out there, had a Harley to drive, a place to live, mm-hmm. uh, found a job, and uh, wow. just, So yeah. what kind of a job did you do out there? <laughs> I worked in the tourist industry. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I worked at a company that did, um, what was that, did uh, speedboats, Jet skis oh, yeah. and Rent, paragliding. That kind of yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of worked. So yeah, wore a bathing suit and was out in the out in the the bay. Mauna Mauna. It was uh, Hawaii Kai Mauna Loa. On, like on your the the little the bay right after Diamond Head. Oh, okay. Heading yeah, east right. from Honolulu. Yeah. Pretty good time. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> but, but what happened was, I ended up not missing out on a lot of the tourist stuff because it's one of those things like, well, I can always do that next weekend. And the next thing, next thing you know, I'm heading home. I'm going. I never even went to Pearl Harbor to the, to, to the, to the museum. Like, right. What the, how the heck? But again, because you know, yes, get to do that anytime. Yeah. Next thing you know, I didn't do it. Yeah, we did go to Pearl Harbor. Well, good. Saw the Missouri and yeah. saw it's it's astonishing how deep it gets fast. Okay. In that harbor. Right. Usually you expect, especially around the Chesapeake Bay and that sort of thing, yeah. you know, it t- takes a while to get deep in most places. Well, here, 10 feet offshore, it's 50 feet deep in, in that place. It's pretty surprising. Perfect. And uh, so we saw the Missouri, saw the memorial for the, oh gosh, why can't I remember the ship? The ship that's still sunk on the bottom of Arizona? Uh, yeah, Arizona, right. And so that was pretty cool. And um, it, one thing that, that, did surprise me about Hawaii was it wasn't as hot as I expected it to be. All right. If you look at where it is, it's sort of parallel to Miami. You know, okay. you it's kind it's of down. low. It's down there, and I expected it to be pretty hot. It really wasn't at all uncomfortable. Right. And the other thing, which was very nice, is I did not get sunburned, which for <laughs> I, someone I with my uh, with my complexion <laughs> is quite a task. I apparently was very good with the, the yeah good with the sunscreen. Um, I mentioned the mongooses. That was that was interesting. Right. I did notice something that kind of relevant to topics we've discussed here. They have a football team called the Red Raiders, with an image of a native on the helmet. What do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I know that. Yes. <laughs> and it's kind of surprising. You're you're in, <clears throat> and and here's why it was surprising to me. They're very sensitive about native culture. 
in Hawaii. Right. And so there's a, they'll use a lot of native words. Uh, they're, they're very in touch with native culture in Hawaii. And here in the midst of all that, they have a team called the Red Raiders that has a native on the helmet. Right. And around here, of course, we had the big controversy about the Redskins and yes. having to change that name. So I thought that was... That's interesting, yes. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen... Have you ever broken open the thing that holds uh, chocolate in its native form? Cacao beans? Right. I don't think so. Yeah. So it's this big thing that has a... a somewhat of a soft exterior that you can crack open and inside is this gooey white stuff and inside the gooey white stuff are the beans now we went to a chocolate plantation and we broke open one of these things and took out the, and the gooey white stuff you can actually eat it. it has an interesting flavor it has a slightly citrusy kind of a flavor mm. it's kind of gross texture but right. but it has an interesting flavor to it and I asked them, well, what do you do with this stuff? And they said, nothing. Nobody does anything with that stuff. Right. Which surprised me because I thought it had a decent flavor to it. Well, later we were at a, a chocolate wine bar place where they would, they would do these pairings of this red wine with this chocolate and that sort of thing. It was absolutely fantastic. It was very interesting. I'll get to that in a minute. But they, they had this kegerator sitting on the other side of the room. I said, what's in that? And they said, oh. We made a drink out of that white stuff, out of, <laughs> out of the cocoa. Yeah, bean why thing. wouldn't you? Exactly. Why wouldn't you? So I said, well, I definitely have to have a glass of that. Wasn't as good as I expected it to be, but it was still interesting. It was had that same slightly citrusy flavor, and they carbonated it. But the chocolate and wine pairings were very interesting because of how the chocolate would change the flavor of the wine. You take a sip of the wine. And then you'd eat a little bit of the chocolate, and then you take another sip of the wine, and you're just like, it's a different wine. It has a completely different flavor. Fine. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Let's see. Um, How uh, uh, Asian was it? Yeah, not as much as, very Asian, but not right. still not as much as I expected. Right. Because I've been told that a, there a lot of Japanese go yes. to Hawaii. I've Back in the heyday in Japan, the story was it was cheaper to fly to Hawaii and play golf there than it was to try to play golf. That's when I was there. So yeah. this was this was when they when Japan was buying up all the hot real estate in in Manhattan, mm -hmm. and this is the '90s, and we're about we're, we're about to see the century of Asia when by 2000, you know, the, the, you know it's going to be Japan leading the United States. Right. And, yeah, so so. Yes, so there were just so where I worked, there were we worked with a specific tour guide guy, Mike, who's Vietnamese, mm -hmm. and he would just bring in van loads of young Asian, of young mm -hmm. Japanese girls. Yeah. So it was the tourist industry was very heavily Japanese, but just like when you're walking around downtown, yeah, yeah, it was just it was still very. Asian. I don't know. I don't know which. And my brother was there long enough that at least with the women, he'd be like, "Okay, that's uh, see that one over there. That's she's Korean. She's Filipino. Uh -huh. She's Vietnamese." <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So one thing that surprised me a little bit about the Asians in Hawaii was how pale they were. Okay. Because I usually think of when you think of the classic 
stereotypical image of a Hawaiian girl. Yes. You imagine... Or Polynesian, yeah. Samoan, any you of that. picture them well tanned. Yeah. Uh, and so there were all these Asian women there who were just very pale. And I asked Captain Crowell about that, who spent some time both in Korea and Japan. And she said that, that in Asia, that's the big thing, is to keep out of the sun, keep your whole body covered, and they even do... Uh, like skin lightening treatments huh. because it's considered low class to have a tan. Yeah, well, which is, well, like, it's like the United States or, uh, until the 20th century, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the United States and in the Western world in general, yeah. you only had a tan because you were working in the field. Yeah, you don't so, want to advertise that to anybody. Yeah. yeah, so if you were high class, then you were sitting at home in your parlor uh, uh, drinking yeah. tea. And oh, that's why they had those big fancy umbrellas and stuff for yeah, walking in the sun. That's right. And it wasn't until maybe the 60s when they started promoting the copper tan, <laughs> you were, sun yeah. tan, and all that kind of... But that's still, that's still uh, an Asian thing to yes. maintain the... To try to stay pale. That's right. Well, you know, did, you go to, did you go to McDonald's? I did not. I saw some McDonald's. Oh. And the, I've heard that they serve different stuff. Well, yes. There. Spam is very big in Hawaii Spam in is general. big in Hawaii. <laughs> yes. As a matter of they fact... They even have like a sushi roll. Yes, with spam you, in it. <laughs> with spam, yeah. So this morning, <laughs> this, kind of, this morning, the kind of like a post-trip celebration, right. Mrs. Crowhill and I had eggs and spam <laughs> and Hawaiian coffee right. and toast with pineapple jelly. <laughs> <laughs> pineapple jam on top. But you're right, spam is a big thing. Right, isn't that weird? It is weird, <laughs> and 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 pork in general. Yes, well, pork makes sense because that was the main source of. Yeah, but only it, and it's also very big in Puerto Rico. But you would also think of as an island, seafood. Yes, would be you know it'd be the basically all seafood. Mm -hmm. But really, pork is bigger than seafood. Yes, which yeah, like you go to a luau, it's pork. <laughs> yeah, they, they had fish, but it wasn't a big deal. So having a lot of spam was, I mean, I didn't eat spam when I was in Hawaii, either when I came home. But you, but you noticed. Yeah, I noticed it for sure. And supposedly, we never darkened the door of a McDonald's, but supposedly they sell, there are several things different about the menu. Yeah. So Captain Crowhill said that for one thing, they actually fry the, the cakes, or the, not the cakes, the pies at McDonald's in Hawaii, where every place else, they bake them. They used, right. they used to fry them in the States until the food police got after them, and then they started not frying them anymore. Yeah. So we tried a couple different breweries. One brewery was very, and this isn't a particularly Hawaii thing, but they had this way that you, you'd set up an account, and they'd put a bracelet on you that had an, a chip, and you'd go to the tap, and you'd scan it, and it would turn on the tap, and you could pour however many ounces you wanted of any given beer, and it would charge you by the ounce. That's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was very interesting. Yes, except you then don't have the opportunity to you know, interact with the bartender. True, true. And now there, that's that's a good point because that situation you're pouring it yourself, and then another situation was we were at this place where you walk to the table and there's a barcode on the table. You scan it. It pulls up an app, and you do all your ordering in the app, and then somebody just drops the stuff off at the table. Right. Provided the app works, which in this case it didn't really work that well. But you do lose that interaction. Yeah. I, I like to talk to the bartender or the server or whatever. So right. I, that doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you might be between two things. Or you might, you might like 
chili cooked in a particular way, you, yeah. you say, hey, you know, does this sink? Or you ask, what's the, what's the best? I don't like mushrooms. Any mushrooms? <laughs> Whatever. Right, exactly. Or, or at this breakfast place, I had read on Google reviews or something that this one thing was, was fantastic. But the server, I talked to the server, you know, what are the best dishes here? And she talked me into something completely different, which was a strange breakfast. It was almost like soup. Mm. It had, had rice in it and eggs and cut up sausage and then some like green, greens and stuff. And they would pour hot broth on top of it all. Well, it was very odd. Right. It was, it was decently good, but it was, uh, it was just strange. Odd. Yeah. So... <clears throat> What about, you know, what time is a football game? <laughs> right. Yeah, that could be rough. Yes. Football yeah, games at yeah, 1 yeah, o'clock, yeah, right. which means 7 o'clock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I, there was also, I was there, I was there through the end of basketball season and most of, of, of baseball season. Mm -hmm. And in the evening, they would say that they, they would they would they would tell the viewer avert your eyes if you do not want to see the score uh -huh. and then they would show because it was still it was, it was time to yeah, they right. were going to play the game at night but yes. it had already taken place six hours earlier yes. and they they don't want to spoil it for you yeah. so so the the sports so the, that day's sports were generally just not talked about yeah, well, we were at the bar at 7 in the morning to watch the Redskins game. So, <laughs> I mean, that was a strange experience. Right. But, right. Although, on the other hand, I guess you could have your football done, take a nap, and still have the rest of the day. Yes. So that's, yeah. uh, that yes. would also work. Now, have you heard of shave ice? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, I forgot about shave ice. Shave ice. So, around here, you think of snow cones. Yes. They had this stuff called shave ice. Not shaved Yes, shave ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something you would put on your face before you shave. <laughs> but the, the general store in this town up in North Beach, I don't remember the name of the town, they, they had fantastic shave ice. It was amazingly good. <laughs> okay. And so that you'd put a scoop of ice cream in the bottom and then put the shave ice and then they'd put the flavor on it. And then there was something else they coated it with. It was like uh, sweetened condensed milk or something weird okay. like that which would form like a crust on the top mm -hmm. it was absolutely fantastic <laughs> good yeah so we went to a sugar mill right went to a coffee gallery um we went to food to food trucks went to a, a mead honey mead place um just all kinds of things a, a chocolate factory um went, went to several different beaches uh, went to a barbecue, went to a luau. It was just all really amazing stuff. With the, uh, well, with the island being filled with uh, svelte, sexy hula, Hawaiian hula girls that you probably saw at the beaches all day, were they also at the luau? Well, the, well, actually, there were not very many. <laughs> that, was, that was another thing that kind of surprised me. It's because you have this, you have this, picture in your mind yes every every postcard has yeah. right has, has these the, attractive the... slender yeah hawaiian girls yeah. with you know in, yeah. a, in a bikini next yeah. to a palm tree no it's not like that yeah, it's not not like that at all <laughs> hawaiian women generally speaking are large and tattooed <laughs> yes, and and there were there were a lot of attractive women there but i don't uh, think any of them were hawaiian they, right i think they were yeah i think there was some uh, i had the feeling because you 
you know, you had, you, you, you had like a quick starter upper with any stranger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was met, met people who were living there. Yeah. But rarely met somebody who was raised there, right? So there's always, hey, where are you from? How'd you get here? About that, 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 that little conversation. I've, <clears throat> but I felt like it was the girls who looked good in skimpy outfits back home. Yeah. Are more incl- it was a self-selected bunch. Yeah. I guess is what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're the if there are two friends in Minnesota and one's perfectly happy covering herself up with a bunch of sweaters, mm-hmm. and the other wants to wear adorable little outfits that you can't do very much in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're more inclined <laughs> to end up in, in Hawaii. So yeah. yes, lots of lots of attractive women. Not necessarily, Not necessarily the natives. Hawaiian, yeah. right? No. They're, yes, they're. I'm sure. I'm sure there are plenty of attractive. I just didn't see any. Yeah. I was, yeah, well, most of what I was seeing was. Uh, yeah, but the if you found the like American serviceman who some some tall gawky, not attractive sailor, right, and some frumpy, not attractive Hawaiian, yeah. Beautiful kids. Yeah. <laughs> Great yes. combination. You know, actually, the funny, funny thing was, now that you mentioned that, the place we went surfing was a, a military beach. Ah. Captain Crowell can get us into all okay. this. So we went to this, it was an, actually a Navy beach. And I think that beach had more good-looking women than any other. <laughs> other you know? You had all these military people and yeah. their spouses and children and all that kind of thing. That was, that was pretty amazing. Um, one thing that, uh, that I wanted to talk about was, oh, Captain Crowville said we had to go see Creepy Space Jesus. Right. Which I'm like, okay, what is that? So it turned out to be the Mormon Visitor Center Ah, on on North Shore. And that was quite a place. Kind of looked like some, something out of India. It was odd looking place, but you walk into the visitor center. And there is this great big statue of Jesus, and behind him is this panoramic view of planets and stars and uh, right. Because you know in Mormon theology, which I don't understand very yeah, well, supposedly once you become a Mormon saint or whatever, you get your own planet somewhere. Yeah, some some weird thing like that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, but they because Hawaii is so small, they do have agreements with a lot of other west coast states Mm -hmm. for in-state tuition Mm. so you don't go there as a including brigham young which has a lot of hawaiians because of a sizable i guess their missionary project uh doing well in the islands there you go if you're gonna have to go a lot of mormons go on two-year missions after after college or something like that if you're gonna go on mission why not go to hawaii (laughs) yeah yeah, do, you, do I get to choose? <laughs> exactly. So it was a fantastic trip. Um, absolutely loved it. Would love to go back, but I'm not sure we're going to be able to because we have, we got to stay with Captain Crowhill, which of course meant, meant no hotel bill, which was yeah, that's uh, that makes a big difference. Yes. All right. So a little uh, a little bit of trivia before we go. Yeah. Uh, what is the state fish? Oh, 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 yes. Uh, Captain Crowell told me it's this weird name. It's it, I saw I saw the fish out, in the, <laughs> yeah. out when we were snorkeling. Right. I saw it, and she pointed to it and said, that's that's the state fish. And it's got this long, complicated name. Yeah, yeah, tell me if this sounds right. The uh, humu humu nuku nuku apua'a. That, that's something, something like that. Right. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yes, you're right. I, you get 
it on a shirt that just covers this. This goes from one end of the shirt to the other. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, how many alphabets? How many letters are in the alphabet? Oh, interesting. In the Polynesian alphabet? The Hawaiian alphabet. The Hawaiian alphabet? Um, no idea. Yes. So there's there are five vowels yeah. and eight consonants. Interesting. There are 13. And it, 13 <laughs> letters? And, so he, and then you start thinking about it. You like, you try to think of every town that you've ever been to, and you're like, yeah, just run out of letters. It's just yeah. L, M, N, P, yeah. uh, K. Sure. And they seem to uh, pronounce every it. letter. <laughs> right. Right. Even sometimes, they're like like in Hawaii, you put two of them next to each other with a little yeah. stop, a little accent, which means it's like a stop gap, and then you just say it again. There's this place out there that was spelled L-I-K-E. L I K E. Right? That's leaky leaky. <laughs> not not like like. Those silent letters. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Letters changing the sounds of the other letter. Come yeah, on. Yeah, just, I know. Yeah. Just no, say every letter. Yeah, we we paid for that letter. <laughs> yeah. You only got 13 of them, so you got to say them all. Yes. You can't afford any silences. So good. Well, I'm glad you got to get out there, and boy, I need to do that myself. That's the, that was, the, was the travel all right? Well, it was long. Yeah, it was long. Long and but generally speaking, it was fine. I did learn the secret to my head not exploding on the plane. That's usually, important. usually the sinus stuff gets me bad on plane trips. But I realized if I take Sudafed and this um, Zyrtec mm. and squirt the stuff up my nose, okay, all three of them, I survive. Well, so yeah. okay, let's switch gears here for a man of the week. Okay, yes, we do what actually do have, a have? Man. I do have a man of the week, and you're gonna. Not believe me about this. Oh boy, here it comes. Uh, James Carville. You mean somebody who attacks James Carville? Is no, no, the... James Carville is the man of the week. James well, Carville is the man. Do of explain. Week. <laughs> okay, so James Carville, who you know as the husband of Mary Madeline, it was yeah. a strange relationship they have. Yeah, I mean, how does that work? He's he's radical lefty. She's a radical righty, and James Carville still shows up as a commentator from time to time in different places. And he, he was very active in the Bill Clinton years. Yes, yeah. yes. And he usually a pretty smart guy and had yeah. interesting things to say, although uh, usually just completely wrong. Anyway, he doesn't like this woke stuff. Well. And he and, and Bill Maher are both kind of on the, uh, no, you woke people have gone too far and you're crazy. He said they're the most stupid, naive people you can imagine. Oh, he's a, wow. <laughs> yes. No pulling, pulling any punches here, does it? So this is... Yes, in in the Bill Clinton days, he and Bill Maher would have just been fringe lefties in my mind. But they are actually exactly where they were, and the the the, the, the left the, moved away. From the them. left has moved so far away. These guys are standing in the same place that they've always been in, and now and now they're uh, now they're man of the week on the PNC show. Exactly. Yes. So here here's the quote from from Carvel. I find the left to be just annoying. The Western far left is habitually the most stupid, naive people you can imagine. They come up with these really goofy constructs, and it's all about feeling good about yourself. Yes. So well, there you go. You're I mean, right. He says, if your feelings are hurt, that's more important than free speech. Yes, that is right. And he's like, don't you understand what liberalism even means? I know. Exactly. Yeah, liberalism doesn't mean liberalism anymore. No. Liberalism means some sort of totalitarian wokeness. Yes. Yeah. It means fretting all day long about sex and gender and, and race. And whether and, you're possibly hurting somebody's feelings somewhere. And or, or, it, or trying to find a way 
Yes. For your own feelings to be hurt. Yes. It's like, it's like it's you're searching for a way. Yes. To be, uh, yes. Like, can I be offended and can I be oppressed? Please exactly, let me be offended. Exactly. Please let me be offended and by then, this. And, and, and then go after the cause of that yeah. as evil. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, thanks. It's, it's well, James, I never thought I, you, you, you would deserve the honor yes, I know. of the PGC Man of the Week. We'll have to send and you a button that you can wear with pride. <laughs> Cheers. Crowhill here. Thanks so much for listening to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill. If you like the show, please tell a friend or share it in whatever way seems appropriate to you. We also have a website, beerandconversation.com. And if you'd like to send us an email, you can reach us at pigweedshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next time.